You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 46. Guys, this is the first solo show of 2020, and I am so excited for it because I have been wanting to do a Bible study series on the podcast, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about it. There are so many things that we can look at in the Word of God, and there are so many things that are so close to my heart. But then I started thinking about a lot of the questions you guys send me or some of the things that I've been seeing on social media that have been troubling some hearts. And I really think that it's so important as we go into a new decade to go back to the basics. So that's what this Bible study series will be about on the solo shows for season three of the Hello Awesome podcast. We are going back to the basics, guys. We are going back to the foundation of why we believe what we believe, why it's important for us to truly connect with the roots of our of our heritage as apostolics and as a first generation apostolic i want to really reaffirm what god has already placed on my heart and i want to encourage anybody out there who has maybe lost sight of what the truth is that god really is real that god's word is true and that what he truly wants is a relationship with you and reconciliation in your heart towards him so For this first episode, we are going to dive into the Word of God. Why is the Bible even the Bible? Why is it even true? Why is it relevant? Why should we even pay attention to it or give it authority in the first place? That is what we are going to dive into today. It's so easy for our culture to tell us that the Bible is not relevant and that the Bible doesn't matter. But I want to tell you that it is and it does. The Bible is so good in all of its rich truth and as much as it had power back then it has power right now in 2020 so in today's episode we are going to talk about why the bible is important why even scientists agree that there is a god and i want to just encourage you and set the foundation for this back to the basics bible study i think it would just reaffirm our faith and bring us back to the God who calls us in the first place. Guys, thank you so much for being here today, and I truly want to hear your thoughts, so please don't forget to leave a review, letting me know what you think about this podcast episode, and also if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to leave a voice mail message for me, and I might put it on the podcast. Leave your thoughts about this Bible study, about the word, and also leave your questions um, if you have any, and we will talk about it on future episodes of the podcast. Again, that number is 860-698-0027, and we will talk about it later on. And I might just choose your voicemail on the next episode of the Hello Awesome Podcast. Okay, so enough chatter. Let's tap back into our foundation Here is episode number 46 that I am calling Back to the Basics, The Word. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Guys, I am beyond excited to tell you about a new feature that I am rolling out this year on the podcast, voice memos. That's right. If you've been listening and the Lord just has been blessing you, I'd love to hear about it. 
Also, if you have a question about anything that we have discussed on the podcast or about Hello Awesome in general, I want to know. So call one 698 to leave a voice memo that might be used on a future episode of the podcast. How exciting is that? Again, that's one 698 to connect to the official Hello Awesome podcast voice mailbox. Leave some love or a question and keep tuning in because you might just hear yourself here on the podcast. Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash hello awesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash hello awesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much and just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. This is season three and the first official solo show of 2020. Wow, what a wild ride it has been and I am so grateful that you are joining me on this journey. Towards the end of last year, I started to really feel a tug on my heart about doing a Bible study series here on the podcast, but I didn't want to just jump in with deep scriptures and no direction. 
So here's how my brain usually works. I get an idea. I start thinking about content that I've created or things that I have made or have written to do with that subject or idea. Then it stays in my mind for a while, maybe days, weeks, or months, just pondering, asking the Lord to direct me with how to move forward. I usually scribble in a sketchbook or take notes on my notebook app. A lot of times I'll be moved to a real notebook with a pen and go old school nerd on those notes, but... It is not uncommon to find me with my Bible and Bible app open at the same time, cross-referencing and studying something or multiple things. It's a process, and I had to learn patience to accept this. Honestly, I still struggle with taking time to let it just happen. I lose precious sleep over it, but I am grateful because in those moments, God has shown me such amazing truths. Now, I say all of this because... I don't want you to ever get the impression that knowledge just comes easy. It really does not. Every person that has illumination or revelation of some degree and can expound on it most likely has taken time to look into it for themselves. So I want to encourage you throughout this season not to get discouraged, but encouraged. Take notes as you listen, but if you don't understand or get something right away, it's totally okay. Sometimes prayer and time is the best thing to helping us in learning something. Now, I'll be the first to say I am not an expert and I won't claim to be, but I've been taught by some incredible Bible teachers and people. And so I have seen my own teaching style develop just because of who influenced my own life. Okay, now that that disclaimer is out of the way, let me just explain a little bit about why I called this series Back to the Basics. Short answer, because we need it. Many of us have unanswered questions that never have gotten addressed. And we also have beliefs that are false, but we've adopted them as facts. Experiences that have shaped our thinking and honestly compete with what we're actually being taught. Now we're being influenced by the outside world every day, popular church culture and our own feelings. So I wanted to break through the noise to our wandering hearts. I wanted to reach out and pull you back to the foundation of what is true and right and good. I want to let you know that the Lord really is for you and loves you and knows you. I felt him move in me to create this series to not only share truth with those who need it, but to reignite our own faith, that spark within us about what we believe. My pastor always tells us that it's easy to believe a lie. Well, it's time that we stop guessing about the gospel and go to the source. Amen. We have right here, right now, to grow and become who he's calling us to be. In order to be effective in the kingdom, our foundations need to be solid. It's my prayer that this series will do that and so much more to bring us back to the basics so when we're presented with a counterfeit belief system, we will be equipped to call it out and speak truth. Most importantly, to grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and rededicate ourselves back to Him. So, it is only fitting that the first topic of our Back to the Basics series be on the Word of God. In my almost 13 years as a Christian, there's one thing I know for sure. If someone doesn't believe that the Bible matters, there is no amount of convincing that we can do that will change that. 
We are each accountable for how we treat the Word of God and how we use it. I can remember a time before I was even saved when I truly thought the Bible was an old relic with nothing to teach me. I really did. I believed that if man wrote it, God must not be real, and it was just a way to brainwash people into a corrupt cult. I had yet to even open a page, and already I had preconceived ideas about a book I had never read. This came mostly from my Catholic upbringing where we were not allowed to bring any holy books at church home. Now, I was really curious as to why, and I remember as a child that I found it really odd that we never seemed to focus on the Bible during our CCD classes. Now, this wasn't something I learned from my family, so let me just say that. I'm talking about the teachers at the actual church and how they treated the Word of God. They seemed to not even care about it. It didn't seem to be important to them. And I had no desire for the longest time to read it myself because it seemed so foreign and useless. Now, I'm just being transparent with you. This is exactly how I felt. More focus was put on repetitious prayer chants and traditional ceremony practices. It's no wonder I never felt emotionally connected to the Lord during this time. Now, I did start to develop a God conscience. They did instill in me that there was a God and they planted a seed. Now, that's important to say because a seed can grow. But we need the word of God to water that seed. And I want to remind you that this mindset is still alive today, especially here in America. The battle truly starts in our own minds, overcoming false beliefs and pushing past clouded vision. But the thing about the word of God is that no matter how many years of critique and ridicule, it still stands. But why? Why does the Bible still impact lives after thousands of years? if the majority of the public says it's irrelevant. Let me give you an example of why it is so important to study things for yourself. Now, I always thought that Adam and Eve bit into a red apple. Now, at that point, I had never read the story for myself, but somehow, someway, I had accumulated this thought. During the first few months of my conversion, I remember opening up the Bible that had been gifted to me to the story of Adam and Eve. And guess what I found? You guessed it. No mention of a red apple anywhere. In fact, the scripture doesn't even specify what fruit it actually was, only that it grew on a tree and they ate it. Genesis 3, 6 says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. That's it. No color red and no apple mentioned. Now I remember in that moment, a curiosity was born. What were some other things I thought were truths that were actually lies? What other beliefs did I have that might actually be wrong? Now that is not easy to think. We do not want to be wrong. We do not want to say that our entire belief system is a sham. Nobody wants to say that. But I was so impacted by this moment that I began to really read the word of God for myself and honestly nobody else. I truly just needed to know. And that's what changed me. The desire for truth, regardless of the beliefs that I grew up with, regardless of the beliefs that I actually imputed into my own life in my own thinking. Now to be fair, there are some scholars who have speculated a few reasons why many of us come to the thought that they ate a red apple. Red can be a very romantic, 
seductive color, which can relate to the seductive nature of the serpent and sin. But when it boils down to it, the scripture doesn't specify. And so we must ask God, what's the entire point of the story? It's the principles that can get lost in our own analyzing of the details. The Lord always has a lesson for us to learn in his word, but we can never learn without acknowledging the changing power of the Bible. The word of God is God's heart stamped into ink. It's more than a list of rights and wrongs, but a life-giving piece of literature that crosses over multiple cultural and spiritual barriers. Over a hundred million copies of the Bible are sold each year. It has been translated into 532 languages and partially translated into 2,883 languages. The word Bible is from the Greek tabiblia, which means the scrolls or the books. So it's not a single work, but a collection of works from a variety of authors, shepherds, kings, farmers, priests, poets, scribes, and fishermen. Each one inspired by the Spirit of the Lord to bring forth truths never seen or read before. The first authorized Bible printed in English is the Great Bible of 1539. King Henry VIII of England declared that it should be read aloud during the church services in the Church of England. Throughout history, many famous people believed in God, including scientists such as Isaac Newton and Marie Curie. An article written for Forbes.com in 2018 titled, Did History's Most Famous Scientists Believe in God? discussed the myth that science and religion must be in opposition. The writer states, Some of those views faltered over time, and others are all somewhat unconventional beliefs. But they were theist beliefs nonetheless. So yes, it is possible to be a religious individual and be a scientist. The two are not mutually exclusive. What is mutually exclusive is religious fundamentalism. So briefly, religious fundamentalism are the beliefs of an individual or a group said to be absolute in authority over sacred religious texts or teachings of a certain religious leader, group, or God. So, for example... Catholicism, Christianity, and Judaism. Each one of these have their own set of beliefs. Some might be similar, and others might differ drastically. So what this article from a non-religious source was saying was that it is possible for someone to believe in God and in science at the same time. What would be different between these scientists who did believe in God was their theology. This is such an important declaration because over the years, we have heard from people discounting the Bible's authenticity due to the idea that it contradicts science. And yet, just two years ago, a secular article on a huge business website discussed how famous scientists who created and discovered amazing things for mankind also believed in the existence of a higher being. What the scientists found was that the very basis of science actually points to God rather than discounts him. And the more we dig deeper into the Bible's historical documentation, the stronger a case we have that God truly does exist and his word is truth. Now, I am not going to lay out all the evidence for this, but I do strongly encourage you to research by looking up the Museum of the Bible located in Washington, D.C., 
Last year, we got a chance to go, and I saw firsthand real artifacts preserved from biblical times, as well as an original scroll of Isaiah believed to be part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It was amazing. They have a huge library of evidence surrounding the authenticity of the Bible, including thousands of of original Bibles that were printed. And I really recommend that you research if that is an interest to you. Here is what I really want to tackle today. Do you as a practicing Christian treat the Bible with the respect it deserves? Do you take the time to get into the word of God for your own heart? What I have seen time and time again, and of course experienced myself, is we are trying to do the work of God without the word of God. Now, I've said this before on the podcast and in my book, The Glitter Effect, and I'll say it again because it is the truth. I want us to remember it. Hands and feet are good, but we need the heart and mind of God. And if you want to get your hands dirty and help change this world, you're going to have to keep an active relationship with the Bible open and flowing so that his cleansing power can not only take care of you, but also move through you to take care of others too. I want to remind you not to believe the preconceived ideas you might have about the Word of God until you take time to look into it for yourself. I think this is where many of us trip up. Maybe we have an amazing pastor who is a Bible scholar and his messages just blow us away. Maybe we've become just too comfortable with all the great things that we're being taught over the years, that individual Bible time, doesn't seem that important. If we were a non-believer, it would be fairly easy to dismiss the power of the Bible based off of things that we have heard, but that may or may not be true. Now, as a believer, we might assume we already know what it says based off of things that we've heard, but that may or may not be true. And in both cases, we are gone astray. We are led away by winds of speculation and not actual facts. And even if we were given multiple true facts that are in the word of God, but we never open the book for ourselves, we stay limited to the knowledge we were fed by others instead of growing with more knowledge given by God. The real fact is the Bible mattered back then just as much as it matters now and is entwined with the very breath of God that will enable dead things to come back to life. Now, Mark Twain once said, it ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bothers me. It is the parts that I do understand. In Matthew 21, 42 through 44, Jesus spoke to the chief priests and elders of the temple. Did ye never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whosoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Jesus was telling them that scripture confirms the power of the Lord. In today's society, it is getting more and more difficult to see examples of people following the word. It is ridiculed, outlawed, and banned. Even within the Christian movement here in the United States, it seems that each generation that goes by is less rooted in the scriptures. Some have stuck to translations which water down the core messages of the gospel. 
Some have replaced Bible reading time altogether with word affirmations. And while I believe that we should be positive in speech toward ourselves and others, without the changing power of the Word of God, we are just like Pharaoh's magicians, trying to show off our skills of imitating the real thing. Recently in Instagram stories, I asked followers, why do you think we don't read the Bible like we should? Here are some responses. Lack of discipline, too complacent, finding other things to take its place. Our flesh, laziness, distractions, TV, social media, news articles, and the list goes on. But one response resonated with me, and maybe it will with you too. Sometimes it seems too intimidating. That's true. Often we get so crippled with the overwhelming idea of reading and understanding such a profound book that we freeze and end up not even opening its pages at all. We don't realize in yielding to our weakness, we are missing a divine meeting with the one who calls us to greatness. I've heard it said that if we want God to speak to us, just read the Bible. He may not audibly talk to us in the middle of prayer time, but through his word, his heart can not only be heard by anyone at any time, but understood. Our understanding will open and wisdom is imputed. Now, how do I know this? Because that insecure 20-something-year-old girl who thought she was strong enough for anything and didn't need God or the Bible had her little world rocked when she finally opened the pages for herself and Jesus placed her on a path greater than she could ever have imagined. He brought me into deeper understanding of things I never thought I would understand. And just knowing that the wisdom he can give us doesn't end, it's encouraging. So please, if you feel intimidated or overwhelmed like I did, and honestly still do sometimes, take action for yourself. Your feelings are not new. Now, I'm sorry, but they're not. You're not the first person to feel like you can't read or understand the word of God, and you won't be the last one. But we have the power higher than our thoughts and higher than our ways that will enable us to move into greater waters. And that is where our lifeguard walks on water. So I encourage you, don't be afraid to get started. Don't let the shame and guilt of how long it's been or how long it's taken you or what you know right now stop you from growing. What I always tell people is to have a new journal next to the Bible and just start reading. If one verse jumps out at you or touches your heart, write it down. You have to start somewhere and copying down the scripture helps it take root into your heart and God will do the rest. Stop trying to be a scholar and just focus on being a follower of Jesus. God's word is a foundation for our entire being our entire life. It is a stone to stand firmly upon, and when faced with troubles, we can hold to it. If you reject the very stone that can create a solid foundation, how steady can you really expect that foundation to be? In Luke 6, 48-49, Jesus gave us an example of a solid foundation. He is like a man which built a house and dig it deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. 
The Word of God sets the foundation for our relationship with our Creator. It was by God's words that light was introduced that divided the darkness during the process of creation, and it's by the Word of God that His light separates us from the darkness of sin today. Proverbs 35 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. 1 John 1.5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. This means that there is nothing dim about God. He is absolute in power, and because He is light, His words are also full of light. This light is not artificial, but shines through to the innermost parts of who we are. And just to give us perspective as to how great God's light really is, our sun that is the center of our solar system has a surface temperature of about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature rises from the surface of the sun inward towards the center where it reaches about 27 billion degrees Fahrenheit. It is categorized as a star, and yet it provides Earth with enough sustainable light, warmth, and energy, even from its distance of 93 million miles away. It is said that 1 million Earths can fit inside of the sun. Now imagine God's light being bigger and more powerful than that. If that same God can create such a magnificent centerpiece for our solar system, just think how powerful His words are, filled with truth and life. The Bible isn't just an old book handed down by your great-grandma. You've literally been given eternal light. Hebrews 4.2 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible will reveal to you beautiful blessings, but also truthful sins from the depth of your soul and flesh. There is both a gift and a separation. This is the hardest part for us because we want all the good things, and we don't want to see anything wrong with who we are or what we're doing, but the fact is we're not perfect. God is. There is only one God, and He is the King of all that you see and don't see. He has all power and is almighty in His reign. What He says He will do, but in His time. He is the creator of the earth and the heavens, and He is the beginning and the end. We'll be diving deeper into the oneness of God in our next solo show, but we must understand why it's important for a Christian to read the Bible. Jesus shared a parable in Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trotted down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit and a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. We see that there are four different outcomes for the same seed. The seed did not change until it landed in an environment that altered it. Some seeds fell on a path and was trampled. Then birds ate the leftover crumbs. Other seeds landed on a hard surface of a rock and sprouted, but couldn't grow because its root system had no water source and so it died. Some seeds fell among thorns, and as the seed grew, so did the thorns, until they eventually took over. 
Lastly, some seeds landed on good ground and thrived, eventually bearing fruit. Now the disciples really didn't understand this parable, so they asked Jesus, and he explained starting in verse 11. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that is on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. We are called to take what we learn in the word of God and hold on to it, to apply it and patiently endure the process of growth until we are changed. That's what the Bible does. It changes lives. It is what it is because of who he is. We don't have time to pretend and play church when we could just be the church. Aren't you tired of missing another day without getting into the word? Haven't we tried to fix our own problems our way too many times? When is it enough? When are we going to surrender and rise up to the call of God? I don't mean the call as in being a preacher or worship leader or a missionary. We know that those are great things. But we have a greater calling than that. Be disciples of Jesus. Be in right relationship with him so that our hearts and minds are in line with his. When we ask God, break my heart for what breaks yours, we better start being okay with not tolerating some things that this world tolerates. This is not political or cultural. I'm talking about are we willing to let go of something within us that breaks his heart, including our own pride. 1 Thessalonians 2, 11 through 13 says, As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. How are we receiving the word of God in our lives right now as we enter into a new decade? Are we resisting the uncomfortable? Have we been content with fluffy narratives that stroke our egos and tell us that we're good people anyway? I'm sorry, but we are not good. Sin separated that attribute from us. Only God is good because only God is perfect. We are imperfect, sinful creatures, and yet through the word of God, we are told that we are loved, that we are his, that we have a father who will someday change us into something good. But guys, that is not right now. And we have to stop acting like we have arrived. This journey is so full of joy. And he will grant us peace as we patiently endure the changes needed throughout our spiritual seasons. But we are the ones that have to get up and take this seriously. We are the ones that have to dust off our Bibles from the shelf and open it up. We have to take action if we want to be changed. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Second Timothy 2.9 says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Don't let anyone convince you that the Bible is a confining ancient book that will make you a slave and you will never experience freedom. The people in the world are not free. That is a lie from the pit of hell. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this Back to the Basics series was to call back our hearts to his, to call the prodigals back home. Without God, we are not free. Therefore, without his word, we are led away into the hands of the enemy. I know this. I lived over 20 years without the Bible, and I'm not going back to that again. This is a crossroads. This is your wake-up call to treat the Word of God with respect and honor and give yourself the gift of knowing who Jesus is and what He has for you. God could have left us to fend for ourselves, but He didn't. He gave us a way out. He left us a beautiful love letter written over many years, inspired by the hearts and minds of imperfect beings just like you and me, to share some of the most profound stories and miracles. One day it was from pen to paper, and now it's from screen to screen, language to language. We have zero excuses that validate why we haven't taken time out of our day to read His Word. None. We don't have time to read? Good news! There's an audio Bible app for that. We can't really understand the King James Version? Ah, well, the New Living Translation might help you. Because here's the truth. We make time for what we want. And do you know what breaks God's heart most of all? When His children don't want to listen to His voice. I think we forget that even the devils know who Jesus is. In fact, when Satan was tempting the Lord Jesus Christ for 40 days, he tried to trick Him by manipulating His humanity. That would be the only way Satan could defeat God, target the flesh. He tried everything he could to appeal to the Lord as a man. But in Luke 4.4, Jesus declares one of the most powerful lines delivered in the New Testament. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We need substance to survive, and the Bible gives us more than enough substance. It gives us new life. It takes old things and makes them new, converts the sinner into a saint, and brings us to a place where we understand what love truly is. That the one and only God became a man, fully divine and fully human, choosing to live among the very beings he created. With purpose and intention, walked among us, teaching, healing, loving every broken heart that crossed his path. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Father, becoming the Son, to then become our Savior by sacrificing His pure blood on the cross that tears the veil between us and holy, that breaks the bond between sin and man, and to finalize the plan, rose from the grave, leaving behind His Spirit to be poured out on anyone ready to receive it. That's the gospel. That's the truth. That's the Word of God in action. Now, 
I've been studying the oneness of God since my conversion 13 years ago, and so I am very excited to dive into that topic on the next solo show. I wanted this one to be really focused on the Word of God and why it's important, and I pray we accomplish that. I do want to hear your thoughts, feedback, and questions surrounding this Back to the Basics series, so I encourage you to call the Hello Awesome Podcast Voice Mailbox and leave a message. Please share with me what you thought of this episode of Back to the Basics, The Word, and also leave any questions about the oneness of God that you may have. It could be theology or scriptures you don't understand or you just want me to expound on. In any case, I might play your voicemail on the show, so write this number down and feel free to leave me a message anytime. It's 860-698-0027. That's 860-698-0027. This is a brand new cool thing that I'm trying out this season, and so we will see how it works on our little podcast that could, but I want to know what you guys think of it, and hopefully we can make this happen. I appreciate you guys joining me on season three of the Hello Awesome podcast. And I just know that this Back to the Basics series is going to bring us back to his heart. Talk to you soon, my friend. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.